Bryson French, welcome to the third out here with Noah Witzke. Today is August 10th, and it is a beautiful day for baseball. Noah, what do we have going on this week? We don't have too much. You know, it was a fairly quiet, or yeah, fairly quiet time for baseball here. But we do have the Field of Dreams coming up this weekend, uh, Reds and Cubs. That should be pretty fun. You know, last year's games were a lot of fun with uh, the Yankees and White Sox. Uniforms look pretty good. They're throwing it back all the way to 1912, I believe. So those are pretty sweet. Love those um, reds uniforms, especially yeah. the batting helmets. Yeah. In with it. The red, yeah, red uniforms are definitely better of the two, but they're both pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers fired GM Al Oliva there, Avila. Um, yeah, seven years. Sense. Yeah, seven years in there. Uh, finally got the got the boot there, and then. The Pirates game, something interesting happened to slide in a third base. Castro's phone flew out of his pocket. Yeah. So, uh, that was that, uh, I'd say that, uh, I mean, what do you think is going to happen here? This is not a big name player, not a high contract player, not a guy who's been in the league very long. Is this like a fine? Disciplinary actions, talking to you about a team. Like, what are we looking at here? Like, I think it's the frustration from the coach, but like, yeah, if anything, it's fine. And maybe a team suspension. I don't think the league, I don't think the league's going to be rules against this. I'm pretty sure there are rules against like technology on the field. Hmm. So, yeah, fine for sure. But yeah, not a good look, not good for his reputation. But just honestly, weird and funny. Like, yeah, come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I, it was very interesting there. Uh, I saw it on my phone. I was like, "What in the world is this guy doing?" Did you see the reaction from the third base coach? I did not. I only I've only seen one video of it, and it's his of him sliding in. I haven't seen anything else of it. Oh, okay. Now the, the third base coach's reaction was pretty priceless. Check that out if you can. Um, so that's kind of this week in the MLB. I've had an interesting week as well. I'm at Texas. I've gone to baseball games, uh, at the Ranger stadium and at the Astros stadium. So I've been watching a lot of baseball this week, saw the Rangers and White Sox, and then saw the Rangers again, actually against the Astros. So the White Sox and the Astros won. Uh, I think that goes without saying, because the Rangers are, I don't know, they were, they played pretty well early last week, but they are a little cold right now. But got to see Martin Perez yesterday. Got to see him get beat up. Uh, Marcus Simeon has been on fire recently. That's been fun. Um, got to see the Grand Slam, Grand Slam yesterday by Atlantis Diaz. So it has been an okay. interesting week. Um, been working on putting together some Instagram reels. Make sure to check those out. Uh, just some stuff from the games, kind of breaking down some different players' swings. Something I haven't done much of. I did a Juan Soto uh, breakdown. But other than that, I've done mostly like team reviews. I haven't like broken down a player's swing from like a technical point of view. So this is something new I'm enjoying. Yeah, that should be fun. Be, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure you're having a blast down there. Uh, you're sending me pictures and stuff. You got to go down on the field. So that was cool. Yeah. Got a video of the Astros trash can. Made sure to highlight that one. Yes. Right there in the dugout. Yeah. Got that to you. 
Yeah, we today? Both, yeah, we're both go having ahead. a a little bit of a week to go to baseball. You know, I'm going to Boston to see the Yankees play on fr- on Saturday. It's the game. But just to point out, my streak of injured players uh, continues. As, uh, Matt Carpenter will not won't be playing. Not not a, not one of the bigger name guys, but still okay. still a guy I would have liked to have seen play since uh, how and well he's playing. You mentioned some stuff up with Anthony Rizzo too, right? Yeah, his back's a bit bothering him. I, I think he'll play, but it's just something to note. I think he's still playing through it or attempting to, but yeah. All right, so with that, let's get into the main segment of our show, which is Team of the Month. Uh, this is, I don't know, we are 10 days into August, so took us a couple of days to put it together. We didn't get it out in our first August episode, but here we go. We're ready. American yeah. League, starting behind the plate, catchers. Honestly, this was an interesting one. We got Cal Raleigh in Seattle and Martin Maldonado in Houston now. If you remember, July is kind of like the trade deadline time, right? Mm-hmm. And these were two catchers who were really – their teams were looking to replace them straight up, like Martin Maldonado for the Astros and Raleigh for the Seattle Mariners. Those were the two teams. Them and the Guardians were the three teams looking for catchers really hard at the deadline. And these two guys, almost like they were trying to save their jobs or something, which they kind of were. So – yeah, and they both finalists. yeah, both played very, very well. I mean, both I mean, and these numbers are all very, very similar here. Uh yeah. I mean, both four or five home runs, the runs are the same, RBIs are the same, walks two two different strikeouts, there's four between them. So overall yeah. very close race. Yeah, and Seattle had a great month in general. And we know mm-hmm. Houston has been on fire. Uh we're going to give it to Martin Maldonado, even though he was the one who actually got replaced by Christian Vasquez coming over from the Boston Red Sox. But I think he did have the better month. He did lead. It was, they were they were pretty much tied in every category, and the categories they weren't tied in, Maldonado had a slight lead. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I think when Maldonado deserves it here. And he's probably – I don't know how much playing time he's going to get going forward from this point on in the season, though. But – like he was a defensive guy last year and mm-hmm. in his years past, and he has not been great defensively either, but this was kind of a resurgence for him offensively, at least, if nothing else. Yeah, so that'll take us up there to first base here. This one was another one that was very close. Yep. And another one with guys in very similar situations. Mm-hmm. We had Vlad Jr. and Jose Abreu, so the Blue Jays and the White Sox, both teams who were started off underperforming. Uh, when they came into the month of July. Month of July is what separated those two teams when the White Sox stayed cold throughout July and Toronto started heating up in the month of July. But both of these guys had very similar months to point out how similar they were. They both had exactly 103 at-bats. They both had three home runs. Um, So, I mean, just, you know, very similar all across the board. Runs 15, 17, you know, close like that. Um, the OPSs were 840 to 852. Uh, close stuff. Excuse me, I was looking at the wrong list there. I was looking at second base for those OPSs. It was 920 to 890 in the OPSs. Um, but yeah, close stuff between these two guys. Who do we take here? We had to go with Jose Abreu here. 
I mean, hitting 350, pretty tough there. And an OPS right there at 923. Um, and he's really been the guy for the White Sox. It's been, exactly. been the most consistent. And I exactly I enjoyed watching him Saturday. And he was, I mean, he's just, it's his launch angle. He hits line mm -hmm. drives all the time. So it's, he doesn't rely on hitting the home run. He hits the ball hard and he can just hit it on the ground and it'll be a single. And he'll hit it in the air and it's a home run. And I don't know. He's an amazing hitter. He can take it to all sides of the field. He's been so consistent for the White Sox. And that was his July and August. He always plays well in August. So we'll be watching for him to be on this list again next month. Mm -hmm. But he took it here in July. Yes, that'll take us there. Um the third base. Third base, right? Second base. Second, Second base. base. Sorry, jumped one. Yeah, I saw your look. Yeah, I saw the face. I saw your face. I was like, I was looking down there at the at the one with three. I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. But yeah, so they'll take us there to second base. There. Um, he, we got Marcus Simeon and Jorge Polanco. Yeah. So another, I don't know, another Blue Jay. Mm -hmm. A former Blue Jay, excuse me. Not a Blue Jay anymore. Another Ranger. Another player I saw yesterday. The other one that I was uh, taking film of in both games, actually. Hit a home run his first at-bat of yesterday's game, but that doesn't matter because that was in August, and we're talking about July. But, man, Marcus Simeon has had two good months in a row, have you not? Yeah, I mean, back to After back. After a terrible start. Yeah, I mean, I remember we were talking there, and you know, – you were not very high on him on the second half of the season. I mean, and I, I had to do some digging around as to what's going on with him. But yeah, I mean, he just popped off these last two months. I mean, he goes from being off the radar to being on our list two two months in a row, or at least in the consideration two months in a row. Yeah, I think I don't think he won it last month. But he was in consideration last yeah. month, but this month, uh, six home runs, seventeen RBIs, uh, seventeen runs scored. 840 OPS. And the amazing thing for him is seven stolen bases. He has already he already has 19 stolen bases at this point in the season, which is his career high at this point. So I had to do some research because the reason I wasn't high on him when we talked about it a couple months ago was he's a power hitting second baseman, right? Mm -hmm. And he has like league average exit velocity. So how are you a power hitter if you're a league average of power? Yeah, that was kind of what threw me, and I had to look into it again. And I don't know, just looking at it a little closer and what he's been doing these past two months, it really just comes down to his launch angle, man. He just gets under everything. So that launch angle thing works, guys. Um, at least it does for Simeon. So it is working out for him. He is picking it back up, playing like he did last year. He is really taking off for the Rangers. The other candidate we had was Jorge Polanco for the Twins as they are trying to hold a division. Very similar stats for him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very similar. Hitting 205, six home runs, 15 runs, 13 RBIs. I mean, all very, very similar within two or three of each other. Yeah, so who do we get into here? We had to go with Marcus Simeon here. I think, you know, a couple more runs, a couple more RBIs, and stolen bases are big. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Polanco did walk more times than he struck out. And other than that, you know, a lot of the stats are incredibly similar. But, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I think Simeon's got to take it here. And 
hopefully he also continues into the month of August here. So we'll see what he does going forward. Now you get to take the third base. Yeah, now third base. Whew. Yeah, we we got Matt Chapman here, Ramon Urias there, and Jose Ramirez. All these an, another one. These stats are all very similar. Um, you know, two a lot of, of these are closer than they have been in past months. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all. I mean, these top two guys, Matt Chapman and you know Urias, there both three twenty five and three thirty. You know, nine home runs, five home runs, 16 runs, 11 runs, 22 RBIs to 18. And then Ramirez has 21. Yeah. I mean, walks um, nine and six, everybody. I'm honestly, I mean, I guess we put Jose Ramirez on here just as an honorable mention, kind of. Because mm-hmm. he was very close in a lot of categories, but at the same time, he does feel like the lowest of these three. You know, it's yeah. the yes, 800. Mm-hmm. The Matt Chapman, who's over one. Uh, you know, Chapman had nine home runs. Jose had five. You know, he had to be in there because the RBIs, you know, mm-hmm. runs are so similar. The walks and strikeouts are really nice. But it comes down to Ramon Urias or Matt Chapman here. And, you know, Urias is kind of new to this conversation. I believe Chapman was there last month. Uh, but who are we giving it to at this point? We went with Matt Chapman here. I mean, that OPS over one is just – Hard to give it to anybody else. You're hitting 325. I mean, yeah, it'd be hard to give to somebody else. I mean, and Urias, I mean, he had a good case too. I mean, his OPS is a 955. And then, you know, way less strikeouts on his mm-hmm. side, along with his batting average. But you, like you said, less, less home runs, less production. Those are some really important things that we look at here. So, Moving to shortstop now, Corey Seager and Xander Bogarts. Uh, this one was not as close at all. Yeah, but, this one, this one, we, we kind of had to put two guys on here, but as soon as we looked down at the stats, I mean, it was pretty one-sided here. We got Corey Seager and Xander Bogarts. Um, I mean, average 318. The 286 home runs eight to eight to two runs 15 10 rbis pretty close there uh 19 to 14 walks about the same 11 to 12 strikeouts seager significantly less than nine with bogarts with 21 and seager with the ops over one so so Seager really just running away with yeah. everything by a wide margin here got to give it to him so another astro excuse me that's a number. Another Ranger. I'm going to take it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, of course, you're, you know, you got a batting over, over 300 and you have eight home runs in a month. You're, you're going off at that point. Mm-hmm. It's hard to give it to anyone else. And there weren't any other shortstops. Who were. Outfield's always the hardest. You've got to pick three guys. So let's take a look at outfield now. I think Judge, we can just get that off off the board. He's, he's going to take a spot. Uh, he hit 333 with 13 home runs, 32 uh, RBIs. And then, you know, the OPS at a 1.2 uh, and then five stolen bases. So he also had the speed. So he led in pretty much every category. So take him off the board. 
We've got a spot. The other candidates are Teoscar Fernandez for the Blue Jays, Julio Rodriguez, who now is, I think he's hurt, or is he back now? He was hurt for a little while. Luis Robert finally getting healthy, only played half a month, but put up the good numbers. Anthony Santander for the Orioles, and Leone Tavares as well in this conversation. Now, Leone is another guy I got to watch here in Texas. Uh, he is cooled down, but I mean, coming up to the league, he took off there, uh, hitting 340 in his first month, 16 runs, 16 RBIs, um, and a 917 OPS. Really a nice rookie to watch out for. And he's really fast. He had five stolen bases. Um, I think we'll give it to Leody as well. Who is the third outfielder we would take this one? All right. The other one we gave it to was Luis Robert. Uh, there, even with him only playing half a month, I mean, what he did in half a month is still on par with a lot of these other guys. I mean, his numbers are very similar to everybody except for Judge. Honestly, I think it was kind of a weak month in the American mm-hmm. League outfield, to be honest. Like, was. Judge was Judge was unmatchable, but you there could have been players a lot closer than this. Yeah. Like, we got the other finalists here with Teoscar Hernandez, who had an OPS of 866, Julio with an OPS of 884, Anthony Santander with, like, you know, four walks and 11 strikeouts or yeah so like over 95 at bats like he was basically just hitting over 300 that's all he had going for him so it wasn't the strongest month for american league outfield um and you know Luis robert had a great month mm-hmm. if he had at bats normally probably wouldn't be enough but this month it is yeah this this was an exception uh, last month or next month or this month probably would yeah and if he doubles that if he doubles what he does, he'll be fine too. I mean, like exactly. 58 at bats. If he gets up to 93 at bats, like Judge had, he's gonna be, you know, that's eight home runs. You're, you know, you're looking at 32 RBIs, just like Judge. You know, if you can keep the OPS at around the 950, you'll, I'm sure, you'll have a spot in this position as well. So, mm-hmm. with that, DH. Yeah. This one was very close, and both of these guys, I mean, absolutely went off there. Of course, you got. Alvarez there, and then Matt Carpenter joined him this month. And, I mean, Alvarez just been going off all all season at the DH. But This was kind of just an average month for him at this point. I mean, a 1.146 OPS, you know, seven home runs, hitting 280. If anything, it's a little bit of a slower month for him. Yeah, I mean, that's just how good of a season he's having. But, yeah, who'd we give it to this month? We gave it to Matt Carpenter. I mean, Matt Carpenter, he only had 73 at-bats, but he hit nine home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it earlier, he's having a comeback season, but go beyond that. This this month wasn't just a comeback month. This was like the year Matt Carpenter was in the MVP conversation type month, mm-hmm. which I never thought I would see again, honestly. And, yeah. you know, sad he got hurt. I'm not saying he would have kept this up for the rest of the year, but I did it. Him coming back and like earning a starting job or being a solid player doesn't really surprise me. Him coming back and playing like this, like hitting 356 with nine home runs in a month, that surprises me. That that's a shocker. Yeah, I mean that was definitely a surprise. I mean, I remember texting you like, when did Matt Carpenter sign with the Yankees? Like I had no idea. 
and then the next week he just starts going off. Yeah, and he's I mean he took off from day one, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's been productive uh, since his first at bat. Yeah. So Matt Carpenter finally has climbed from you know earning a spot, getting solid playing time to being among the best DHs in the league. Unfortunately, he's hurt now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really reestablished himself there. So starting pitchers now. We've gone over all the offense in the American League. Starting pitchers. Our all finalists right. were Dylan Cease for the White Sox, Tristan McKenzie again, and Justin Verlander. So Absolutely. McKenzie, he always gets in here for the same reason, it seems like. Yeah. I was gonna that's exactly batting what I was average is the opponent's batting average is just insane. Yeah, so low. It's 165. Um, that said, he did have the worst ERA and the uh, fewest strikeouts per inning, at least, of the guys that we looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say he had a bad month. I mean, a 1.34 ERA and 33 strikeouts is nothing terrible. But mm-hmm. out of these three, that's, that's not going to cut it. So Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease, what do they have going for them? So uh, Verlander here, I mean, 26 innings, so less innings pitched, but almost as many strikeouts as McKenzie with 32 um, and an ERA of one. What about Cease over there? Yeah, Cease had a very good month here. He had 36 innings pitched there, an ERA below one at a .76. Put batting average at a 188 and 40 Ks. So it's pretty much he led every category here. So he had to get it. Yeah, so this one wasn't as close uh, as – what you're going to see in the National League. But this was, I mean, three good pitchers this month. But mm-hmm. yeah, just needed some other finalists to put with Dylan Cease. Um, any other month, and, you know, Tristan McKenzie or Justin Verlander could get it. But yeah, an amazing month for Cease. 36 innings, point, and an ERA over one, under one. Excuse me. So, all right, to the bullpens Jordan Romero and Emmanuel Classe. Both of these guys have won it in previous months. Mm-hmm. Both at 10 games. Romero had more saves. Um, ERAs were very similar, 0.8 yeah. or 0.9. Um, I mean, Class A has been unhittable, but Romero had more strikeouts. Where do we go with this one? This one, we went with Jordan Romano there. Uh, ERA, yeah. a little lower. His opponent batting average was a little higher, but Ks were higher. Um, So we had to go with him. Yeah, and it came in more with more saves. I think mm-hmm. being in those games that actually, you know, you're you're getting yeah. something out of that. Yeah, big. games that matter. Yeah. So, with that, we ready for the National League? I believe we are. You know, right. So the in. first one, we actually weren't able to decide this, right? Mm-hmm. We had to put this one up on Instagram. Yeah. And thank you guys for participating. We had a lot of votes on here, honestly. Uh, came down to JT Ramuto and Carson Kelly. JT Ramuto led in average home runs. Carson Kelly had a bit more production, though, um, and the OPSs were virtually the same. JT Ramuto still getting stolen bases, though. I know we yeah. talked about that a while ago, but he's got he three. three more this month. So, who did the fans go with here? Yeah, you guys chose JT there. Uh, very similar. I think. When we had the conversation, I think I was going with him and you were going with Kelly. So we were just like, yeah. let's just put it on there. But either way, very close. Both these guys, I think, could have gotten it and wouldn't have, wouldn't have been that big of a deal there. 
and JT has been consistent all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is the first time he's really like truly gone off, but he has been solid all year. It's not like mm-hmm. he's having a bad year by any means, but it's his first time on this list. So it is National League first base. Um, I don't know how close this one was, but the two finalists we had were the two former Atlanta first basemen, or the two Atlanta first basemen, former and present. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you got Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman. Uh, but that, I mean, it wasn't that close, though. No, that's all I was going to the second finalist. Yeah, there was a significant gap between uh, Olson from Freeman. I mean, Freeman just had a very good month. With 98 at-bats, he went 388. Uh, he had six home runs, 20 runs scored, uh, 19 RBIs there, 12 walks. Four walks and strikes out. Yeah, he had eight walks as opposed to Olsen's 36. Uh, and an OPS over one and tagged on two stolen bases to that. Yeah, so Olsen had a little bit more production. He had the more, he had more home runs, more RBIs. But I mean, Freddie Freeman just couldn't get out. I mean, he's almost at 800, and then you know you factor in the OPS, which was incredible. So, yeah, great month for Freddie Freeman. I think we gotta give it to him there. Second base now, Wilmer Wilmer Flores, Gavin Lux, and Jonathan India. Um, India popped up and then has diminished again here this month mm-hmm. in the month of August. Um, and he had a solid month, India did. Um, I'm not sure he can hold his own with these other two this month, but hopefully, I'm just saying this moving forward, hopefully he bounces back and because we just haven't seen him in the form we had him last year mm-hmm. at any point this year. Yeah, so, I mean, last year he was looking extremely well. Yeah, so hopefully if he continues what he did in July, he can find that again. He can get back to that point. Oh, yeah, easily. All right, Wilmer Flores and Gavin Lux, though. Where do we go from here? We went with Gavin Lux here. I mean, hitting 320, two home runs. Uh, he had more, or he walked just the same amount of times. He struck out 13, an OPS at a 950, and a stolen base. Yeah. So. And Flores didn't have a bad month either. No, he had the most home runs, but a little less on the production side or about the same on the production side, uh, more strikeouts and a lower OPS. So we gave that one to Gavin Lux. Moving over to third base, this was, I don't want to say this was hard because it really wasn't close, but I'm actually really sad that we couldn't give the runner-up some sort of award because he had such a great month. Yeah, this one was insane. Yeah. So if you take our second baseman, the best OPS we had there was a 949. The best batting average was Gavin Lux at 320 and down to 290. Uh, Austin Riley and Alex Bohm batting averages were 420 and 430 on the month. Mm-hmm. And they both had an OPS over one. And they both had a lot of production. Um, that said, though, Austin Riley was just better, though. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, like you said, we couldn't give Alex Bohm anything. Yeah, those two any might, other month. Yeah, those two players might have had the best two months out of anybody on any list that we've done. Yeah, I mean, you you factor that in with what Judge did this month. I mean, Austin Austin Riley, this might have been the best month of the year by any player. Oh yeah, eleven home runs, 
Um, a little shorter on, on RBIs than what Judd has been. But, I mean, the OPS is a 1.3. Uh, and we've seen some 1.2s, maybe some low 1.3s, but a 1.344. Um, and then, I mean, a batting average over 400 again. So, like, everything came together. Power, batting average, Austin Riley could not be stopped. Alex Bohm could not be stopped either. Less power, though. Way less home runs. 11 to 3 home runs. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, just less walks. The OPS was still nice, but a 1.0 on that end. Let's go down to shortstop now. What do we got there? Yeah, with shortstop here, we've got Trey Turner and Francisco Lindor. Both another one very, very similar here. Same at home runs with five, 20 and 15 and runs. RBIs are at 17 and 14. Four walks for Turner there with 19 strikeouts. Lindor with 24 strikeouts and 11 walks. OPS, Lindor with a 9.33 and Turner with an 8.92. Yeah, I think this one, we chose Trey Turner. I think we chose this strictly because of production. Um, you know, Turner has more runs. He has more RBIs. Um, he was just getting more done. So even though he has less OPS, I think he was just... Uh, more flash for his team, whereas Lindor was just a little more consistent uh, for his team when you mm -hmm. factor in the walks and such. So uh, that's why we gave it to Trey Turner for that one. Outfield now. Another would, – would you say this was a weak outfield or – Yeah, no, this – only had five options. Yeah, I mean, outfield in general just had a weak month here. Um, or I don't want to say a weak month. A weak month compared to what it usually is. Yes. Right. One of our finalists here, this is going to be the guy who came in last. One of our finalists was Michael Harris, who had an OPS in the 700s. He made he made a, made the finalists because he had seven stolen bases, which is really nice. Um, also, he's getting slipped on for a rookie of the year. Keep an eye out on him. But it wasn't his best, best month by any means. And this was the first month that he's made it onto this list. Mm -hmm. So if that gives you any indication of what we're looking at here. The other finalist that did not win it was Kyle Schwarber, who had an even worse OPS, had a 681 OPS. He struck out 37 times and still ended up being a finalist. Oh, by the way, he had a 168 batting average. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But he was the, the fifth best outfielder or the fourth best, depending on how you look at it, because he hit 10 home runs in the month. So he kind of made up for a little for a little bit of the stuff that he had missed, but only 16 RBIs, so he didn't get that much production. I mean, he, a lot of those home runs were not with people on base, and he really didn't help his team if he wasn't hitting home runs. So with that, who were, who was the third outfielder we chose here? We went with Trace Thompson here, the brother of Clay Thompson for the NBA fans. Hit 290, three home runs, 10 runs scored, with 12 RBIs, nine walks, with 23 strikeouts, with an OPS of 937. Yeah. The other one we chose was Juan Soto, who hit over 300. He had six home runs um, and a good amount of production for him. One of the things that I always like to see is way more walks than strikeouts. I love that Juan Soto does that. 25 walks and only 12 strikeouts. Just hit his first home run in San Diego, I believe, yesterday or two days ago. 
but an amazing OPS for him as well. And then who was our third outfielder? With Hunter Renfro here hitting about 275, good amount of production there on the end with 16 RBIs. Uh, and he kind of had the, the Luis Robert month. Like he only had 58 at, at bats. But yes. His numbers were 58 at bats and he still had six home runs. So that's where we went with the outfield. Uh, National League DH. Yeah, there's there's nothing there. Yeah, you can't. We had to skip this. Uh, I remember Bryson asking me. He was like, "Do we even put anything?" I was like, "I don't know. It's up to you." He opted to leave it blank. I kind of agree Actually, with it. Now that I think about it, we could just put Alex Bohm as DH. We we said we felt bad about not giving him anything. Let's just put him here. Yeah, I was like, did he even put DH any? I, if he DH'd a single game in the month of August, I'm going to put him at the DH spot. Right, he deserves sounds, something. Yeah, sounds good no to me. NLDH. There was no NLDH options. Um, starting pitchers. We had we gave this one to the fans as well. Um, it was a close one. We had Carlos Carrasco, Merrill Kelly, and Max Scherzer. Now, Carrasco led in ERA. He had a 0.9. Merrill Kelly led in the opponent's batting average. He had a 168. And Max Scherzer led in strikeouts with 45 and 33 innings. So they each led something. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, the fans the fans really like Scherzer. They yeah. gave him a lot of love. Yeah, fans love Scherzer here. ERA, I mean, strikeouts, 45 strikeouts, hard to beat that. Yeah, I mean, dominant in his return. Mm-hmm. So yes. It'd also be nice. We will have um, Jacob DeGrom probably uh, making an appearance on this list here soon at this rate. So um, with that, we have the relievers. We had Edwin Diaz and Devin Williams to compare. Devin Williams went on a nice streak of like 24 innings without a single run, but Edwin Diaz didn't allow a single run either, and Edwin Diaz struck out a lot more guys. He also had a lot more saves, so... I mean, with the, with all the pressure that he went through, um, you know, Devin Williams going through and set up situations and Diaz actually finishing out the game, along with the fact that it was just more dominance, he was striking out more guys. I feel like it's hard not to give it to Diaz there, you, you know. Exactly. Yep, totally agree. In a row for him. No. He's, he's coming for Hayter right now as mm -hmm. looking like the most dominant closer in the game because Hayter has been slipping a little bit, but. We'll see what happens there in the month of August. Yeah, but Diaz's walk-up song when he comes out of the bullpen. It is a vibe, man. I mean, it, we were there for it. Yeah, that's – yeah, I mean, that's insane. I mean, you can just tell the crowd gets so into it. Everybody's pumped up. Yeah. So, with that, guys, that is our July team of the month. Next week, we're going to discuss Garrett Cole. Uh, talk about him, how he's doing along his career. You know, just comparing to, to some other players, uh, kind of be rating him and breaking down how he does, how he's found success, what he struggles with. Um, I kind of noticed a pattern the other day that we're going to be talking about in the episode. So make sure to come back and check that out. But thank you guys for joining us on this episode. We will see you guys next week.